Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, good morning. Welcome to this edition of Nature Notes with our friend naturalist Jim Gilbert. We'll uh, talk to Jim in just a moment. Brought to us by Cardinal Corner and those folks down in Jordan, Minnesota that make the best patio furniture in the whole world. It's called By the Yard. I want to talk before Jim about Lee and Pam at their beautiful store for nature lovers. I hope you stop by sometime. Cardinal Corner, it's called. Well, Pam and Lee say the bird migration has begun. They're singing loud in the morning. It doesn't matter where you live either. All you need to attract those birds is water, food, and a place to nest. Cardinal Corner has things like birdhouses for chickadees, nuthatches, house wrens, bluebirds, purple martins, and wood ducks. And Cardinal Corner also has these prepackaged nesting materials and attractive reusable holders that make a, a great, unique gift, as a matter of fact. And, of course, birdhouses, feeders, and the freshest bird seed in town. Have you uh, signed up for their monthly newsletter yet? All kinds of tips and stories. Subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. Stop in. See Lee and Pam. They're in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center location. Call them, 651 651- Four five five six five five six or online at cardinalcorner.com. You check it out. Cardinal Corner is really more than just a bird seed store. Jim Gilbert, good morning. I think it's spring, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it it is. When you, you when you see some of the things I have to report, but when you look outside, and when you feel the northwest wind blowing, and the and the temperature we have, it it, it feels like the middle of winter. It really does. But the days are much longer, and we'll get into that too. But here on the on the northwest side of Lake Waconia, we have light snow falling right now, strong northwest wind, and uh, temperature 23 degrees. And we've received one inch of new snow since midnight, and now the total in our yard for the storm is 13 inches. I don't know what it is for uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul officially at the airport, but... The temperature is 24. 24, but I mean, as far as the amount of snow, we're either first or second with the amount of snowfall in April. Mike Lynch just told us a few minutes ago that they'll be taking another reading momentarily. Okay, so then we'll find out yeah. who, who won or what, <laughs> what year exactly. won. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, sunrise, 628, set 759. So now we're going to have sunset after 8 o'clock this coming week. So there's a sign of spring. Today in the Twin Cities area, we have 13 hours and 31 minutes of daylight. The amount of daylight we will experience August 27th. We are gaining 3 minutes and a few seconds of daylight each day and have gained 22 minutes of daylight since last Sunday. And as of today, 4 hours and 44 minutes is the total daylight gained since December 21st, the winter solstice. We still have two hours and five minutes of daylight to gain by June 21st. Of course, that's the summer solstice here in 
in the Northern Hemisphere in the longest daylight period of the year when astronomical summer begins. The normal high for day, 58. Normal low, 37. But we have some interesting records for for today, April 15th. High. This is incredible, Denny. Uh, just 16 years ago today, the high was 91. No kidding. Whoa. 2002. <laughs> oh. 91. Okay. Now we'll go back down. <laughs> the record low, 18, set in 2014. And the Pioneer record going back in the in the mid-1850s, so 1857, it was 13 on this date. The most snow we've ever received on this date, and we could break this record today, is just two inches. That was 57 years ago, 1961. So we can we could break another record. Today. We could, yeah. Yeah. The biggest um from the snowstorm from what I've been able to glean from the many weather reports I've listened to, um the biggest amount of snow is about two feet and that's in the Canby and Marshall area. And of course we we heard on CCO the closing of MSP International Airport for over eight hours yesterday. And um, now, many people have been feeding birds in the southern part of the state uh, during the storm. Uh, all these hungry birds. And we'll get into that, too. What, what's been coming? Uh, Roger Schmidt from Scott County reports that yesterday birds were frantic to find food uh, in the storm. And they were... And he was feeding no less than 300 dark-eyed juncos. And these birds are migrants, so they're, they're here in great numbers now, and we'll be heading north very soon. Say, uh, yeah. Jim, Mike just sent, yeah. uh, he heard us talking, <clears throat> excuse me, and he just sent me some information. 12.9 inches officially at MSP as of 7 a.m. today for the storm. Mike says we're eight-tenths of an inch away from breaking the record for heaviest single snowfall in April, the old record set back in uh, April 14th of 1983, 35 wow. years ago. How about that? Oh, 12, wow. 12.9 inches officially. 12.9 inches. Yeah. Oh, we had 13. So yeah. There you go. And, and, you know, it's really hard to measure. I have to go out fairly often and measure because it does compact. Um, Beth Tiller lives just south of Farmington, noted that 12 species of birds, including song and fox sparrows, American goldfinches, and black-capped chickadees, were at her feeding station during the storm yesterday, and she had dark-eyed juncos there, including some of the Oregon types. This is um, a subspecies of the dark-eyed junco. Uh, Craig Sinclair from Waconia also had Oregon junco and or and Oregon junco in with many dark-eyed juncos yesterday at his feeding station. Just think, April 15th is when lawn mowing <laughs> was beginning the last two years in this area, in the greater Twin Cities area. Last year on April 15th, um, in the Twin Cities, we had about an inch of rain that fell in the morning. And we had sunshine in the afternoon, some sunshine. 
The temperature ranged from 52 for a low and 72 for a high. Just a year ago today, lawns were greening up. Apricot trees and forsythia shrubs were blooming nicely. Daffodils were blooming. The magnolia trees had just begun to flower. Western chorus frogs and wood frogs were calling. Also a year ago, bloodroots, wild ginger, Dutchman's breeches were three of the 12 different types of woodland wildflowers blooming. <laughs> All this is so amazing when you see it just a year ago. Um, and this is something, too. When you looked at the urban forest over the Twin Cities area, or when you got a ways look at natural forest areas, a year ago on this date, there was a green tinge as there were small leaves out on many trees. On this date, April 15th last year, was the ice-out date for both Lake Vermilion, that's by Tower, St. Louis County, way up north, and Capitogama Lake in Voyagers National Park. A year ago today, Keith Radel from Faribault was checking his bluebird uh, trail, which consists of 175 pairs of nesting boxes spread out on a 50-mile, um, well, usually along roads, or are, they are along roads, so we can get to them, and mostly in the Faribault-Northfield area. But anyway, he found many eastern bluebird uh, pairs had been building nests, and then he found the first egg had been laid a year ago today. As far as maple syruping goes, Donna Mary Summers from Summerskogan at the Sugarbush in Minnetrista report very good maple sap runs this past Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and found that the sugar content was 3% in the sap, which is better than usual. Normally, over the years, they get between 1.8 and 2.5% sugar in the sap they collect. Diana and Dave Herring, who live near Waterville and have a sugar bush on their farm, and Clark McNamus and his family who run East Bay Sugar Bush located near the northeast side of Lake Waconia, also report good maple sap flows April 11th, 12th, and 13th, this past Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Last year, all three of these maple syrup producers ended their season toward the final days of March but they had begun their season on February 11th. So this year, everything is running like two weeks, three weeks, four weeks behind. Incredible. Steve Hancock reports that the ice on Potato Lake, that's right near Park Rapids, is still a solid 27 inches. Ice out last year for Potato Lake was April 7th. Jim Hovder from Little Rock Lake, that's in Benton County, um... Right, well, right near Rice. But anyway, close to 30 inches of ice, and he said it's good, solid ice all the way up to the shore. Last year, ice out for Little Rock Lake was March 29th. Yesterday, during the snowfall, dark-eyed juncos were very numerous at Jim and Jan Hubs' feeding station. So there's so many interesting things. You know, I was just looking at our by-the-yard furniture, <laughs> and it looks like... It's covered. Okay. It's covered. <laughs> it, no, it's totally amazing. It and really is. A lot of it's blown off because of the strong winds yesterday, but we have some uh, in more protected areas. It's just piling up. Well, I got I to go out and stick the ruler in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim and I talk about this furniture. If you're new listeners to Jim's show, 
Uh, we're talking about by-the-yard patio furniture. It's a furniture you don't have to store. Jim and I leave ours out in our respective homes year after year. Yep. And I don't care, snow, wind, rain, it doesn't matter. It's not going to hurt it. You don't have to store it, as I said, if, especially if you're limited for space. And th- this is a, a fun time of year to visit by the yard. As Jim, as you know, that showroom gives you some great ideas, and it's a quick drive down 169. You think Jordan, Minnesota, that's a lot. No, it's like 15 yeah. minutes from 494 and 169, real fast. I know, and just 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 a few miles from from the Chaska turnoff. Yeah, absolutely. As you're, as you're heading down south, down 169. I was talking with Jacob uh, this uh, past week from By the Yard. It's hard to believe for 23 years they've been making that furniture here wow. in uh, Minnesota. They've got an 11,000-square-foot showroom I mentioned. Uh, I'm going to give you a phone number and a website, but but I want to also mention, uh, while we're talking with Jim about it, Saturday, April 28th, it's their open house, their annual yeah. open house. And let's hope it's it's really warm. Yes, that's not. <laughs> but if it's not, you can go inside and look. Absolutely, and they're going to be serving some good, the good things, the best hot dogs in the world. In fact, they're going to be serving from Picarna. Now, uh, here's that phone number. I promise you, a lot of folks call after Jim show order that catalog. Just a recording. Nine five two four nine two twenty seven seventy seven. Nine five two four nine two twenty seven seventy seven. Or order online. If you like, at buytheyard.net. And don't forget, Saturday, April 28th, that open house. We're going we're gonna to pop down there, too, as a matter of fact, that day. So oh, that'll be You fun. know, what's, what's so amazing to me is that they have over 300 styles and designs available yeah. in nine colors. And now, if you like, they even have these cushions. You'll have to see. That's something new. <laughs> oh, I haven't added. seen Well, that's new. Okay, yeah, brand new. That. Yeah. So, Well, I'll tell you what, Jim. That's by the yard. We love that family-run CCO Land Company. What else do you have on this Sunday morning? Well, Linda White um, saw migrating uh, yellow-bellied sapsucker and yellow-rump warbler yesterday. This is in St. Paul. On April 13th, Scott Regine spotted a migrating male yellow-bellied sapsucker. This is a type of woodpecker. Saw it in, in, in their yard, uh, Lake Minnowash, right near the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. Ron and Maureen Refschneider from Coon Rapids have seen a lot of waterfall species in the Coon Rapids Dam area the last few days, including northern shovelers, redheads, hooded and common mergansers, wood ducks, blue-winged teal, and, oh, plus pipe-billed grebes, and uh, a nest-building pair of bald eagles, and, and this one, two common loons. Incredible. Uh, last Monday, Julie Brophy from Victoria reported seeing American an American crow taking nesting material from an old oriole nest for its nest. Tim Grady from Watertown was ice fishing on Lake Riley near Litchfield this past Thursday when he observed two migrating tree swallows. Gary Volmer, who lives on the south side of Swan Lake near Nicollet, reports Migrating dark-eyed juncos were very numerous in his yard, and um, yesterday, and he said, and that was during the snowstorm. Of course, he was feeding them, and he said there was a good migration of white pelicans last Wednesday, and lots of migrating ducks on flooded fields on Wednesday and Thursday, and he said he's watching now two female Canada geese on their nests since Tuesday the tenth. Russ and Sandy Ripberger, who live on the edge of Bass Creek in Brooklyn Park and have 45 wood duck nesting boxes 
on a one-half-acre lot report that Bass Creek is frozen over again, but about 75 wood ducks have returned, and before 7 a.m. this morning, they were feeding on whole corn kernels that Russ had spread out on the edge of the creek for them. Now, what they've been doing is they've been coming in to eat twice a day. They come in the late afternoon, too, and then they go someplace where there's open water and then come back. But last year, many of the wood ducks were egg-laying, and some already had started incubating at this time. Russ is also feeding two male American robins. These are robins that I'm sure have been back into that yard for several years, but they come up and eat raisins out of a a small feeder, and he said, as a matter of fact, he said they probably eat out of his hand. Uh, Ray and Marlene Simon live near the edge of Northfield, report that they they got 10, they, they, they got their honeybees into the hives on Tuesday, April 10th, and then covered up everything, fed the bees well, they're going to be okay. But they had to get them in because they had been delivered. Um, uh, on the 13th, Friday the 13th, Marlene saw the first eastern Phoebe and flock of 30 white pelicans was seen gliding overhead. Yesterday, at least 200 dark-eyed juncos were feeding on the cracked corn and millet they had spread out, and they saw 26 species of birds at their feeding station. Thank goodness they had the feeding station going. Matt Shute from Golden Valley said at least 50 dark-eyed dark was in his yard yesterday during the snow. Mary Brislance from the Lutzen area reports the first rough grouse started drumming on April 12th. There's still great at Lutzen. Dark-eyed junk was the first to return yesterday. There's still red poles, a barred owl, a bobcat, and herring gull come for chicken scraps at the feeding station. Tom Bovers from Faribault, first osprey on April 10th, tree swallows April 12th, and yesterday um, dozens of, of, well, in fact, he counted about 70 dark-eyed juncos feeding their backyard uh, during the during the snowstorm. Oh, do we have time for any more? Are we running yeah, out? Yeah, we have about a minute. <laughs> now i got to decide what to use here. <laughs> okay, Diane and Dave Herring um, near Waterville report that turkey vultures, first one arrived April 9th. I, I've been, I saw a couple dozen of them just two days ago around here at Lake Waconia. Meadowlark uh, heard on Wednesday, just this past Wednesday, first year, and they heard two of them, and they've had good maple sap runs. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to find one. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go do one last thing, Jim, because got, I got a picture and a text okay. from Mike Lynch. said he saw his first blue heron Friday in Egan. Then he sent us a picture uh, of uh, a confused goldfinch in his yard who's in the tree. So the yellow just stands out amongst all the see, white snow. I know. And they've turned yellow. See, they turn yellow for the nesting season. How about that? Well, yeah. I uh, thank you. I hope you... Uh, you and Sandy are okay for the week, and uh, we'll talk again one week from today. Look forward to it. Right. You have a good week. You Thank too. You. Thank you, Bye. Jim. Jim Gilbert, back next Sunday morning. 
With more Nature Notes here on 830 WCCO, we'll have a look at the quick look at that forecast. And then speaking of Mike Lynch, Michael join us around 745, but we'll, we'll take a glance at that weather coming up. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 